In many ways, a book is, in itself, a tiny universe. Each page is like a newly formed galaxy, fashioned from a single, pulsing thought. A book travels for days, for years, sometimes for centuries, to meet you at an exact point in time. Lang Liev You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee Esses. We got to talk about one of my favorite topics last episode, and so I have to return the favor, and we are talking about one of Lee's favorite topics today. That's right. In our series of workbooks to help you authors in your tracking process, one of the most important things, especially if you write fantasy or sci-fi, is tracking your world building. So a couple of the episodes that you can look back at and reference, because we have talked about this quite a bit, go way back into season one. Episode six is fantasy and magic, and episode seven is about world building the world around you. And if you want expert advice from the master world builder of our era, you can always look at season 18's bonus episode, Pearls from the Masters. We're talking from Brandon Sanderson. All right, let's get into the contents of this workbook, because again, we want you to not have to buy the book. We're not about making money. So we want to give you this as a resource. So we're going to briefly explain those things that we do have in the book. However, this one is particularly long, but we will hit as many of the points as we possibly can. The very first section in this workbook is, of course, the history of the world. We give you a place where you can talk about the ancient history and then work your way on a timeline to more modern times. The next thing to consider is how the current political system came into being. If you're writing just a modern day type thing, that would be the revolutionary war from whatever country you're in. Another thing that will be very helpful, especially if you have a hero's journey type story where your characters are wandering through your world, is making note of historical landmarks. Are there any places that are particularly important for that culture's history? And of course, there are things that your characters don't know that exist in the world. What kind of secrets have been buried by time? Of course, one of the important things about history is... It doesn't count unless it was written down, so the next section we're talking about is language. Within this language section, we have opportunities for you to log things like the cultural influence of language. Of course, having a written language is the next step in any culture. This is a good place for all of you who want to be like Tolkien and create languages for your stories. So... The Dwarven language looks an awful lot like Celtic runes. Klingon looks an awful lot like Arabic. We've also included a section for new words, words that you create for your language. So one of the common things here are your curse words. If you're anything like me or Brandon Sanderson, you don't use actual curse words in your stories. You create curse words that are relevant to that culture. The next section we include in this book is about the government. First off is deciding what kind of government controls the main kingdom. The first thought is often democracy. You can also have an oligarchy, 
Monarchy. Theocracy. Anarchy. Communist. Technocracy. Or a republic. And there are many, many more out there, which is why we have the fill in the blank option. Of course, one of the important things that helps define the rest of these is how your leaders get their title. So do you have a president who is elected, who is voted for, or do you have a king who is born into the position? You also have usually different sects or parties within a political system. Of course, if you have that evil bureaucratic official on top, you're going to also have underground movements, secret societies. And of course, a key element of any government is how the economy runs. That includes the country's primary export and import. What does their country produce? You also need to consider the job market. What kind of jobs are out there? Are they easy to get, hard to get? What is that system like? And how does the culture reflect those jobs? Are pigeons worshipped in this town? And so the person who is scraping up the feathers and other debris left behind by pigeons, is this person considered a holy person? This also plays really well into creating a caste system or a cultural hierarchy. Of course, if you're using this to keep track of your world, keeping track of currency is important. Knowing the ratio of how many silver coins translate to dollars in U.S. currency, so you don't have someone paying 14 silver coins for a goat and then 16 silver coins for a house. And the last thing we include within the government section are the rumors. There are always going to be rumors about the political leaders, the people involved. What are the conspiracy theories out there? Another very important part of designing a culture and designing a world is making sure you keep notes on all of your religions. Religions have a very big impact on culture, and they have for a very long time. First off, decide the important religions, what kind of religion it is. Is it a monotheistic religion? Polytheistic. Atheistic with a guiding philosophy. Animistic. Or is it based on the ancients and ancestors? And then you need to decide who are the gods and what do they stand for? What is the gods' guiding principle? Do they have a sigil? What are their followers like? Do they have temples? Are there any relics? And what is their relationship to other gods? Other things to consider, are there demigods within this system? Of course, monsters and abnormal natural things that are creations from the gods. One very important part of any religion tends to be the creation myth. Along with the creation myth, what other myths do they believe or what other ideas, stories do they have within their religion, within their culture? And the prophecies, not only the unfulfilled prophecies that your character can then step into, but what kind of prophecies have been fulfilled? In the workbook, we do have magic and technology split into two different sections, but we're going to talk about them kind of as one, because a lot of their basis is similar. So you need to look 
First, with magic or technology, at how it's powered. Does all magic come from the gods? Or does it come from electricity? Does it come from a certain object? Is there like a, a fountain of magical power? Or is it coming from the caster themselves? And what does the caster or user of the technology need in order to either cast that spell or use the technology? Is it a divine favor thing or a bloodline genetic thing? Do they have to say words or make gestures? Or do they need certain components, materials? Does it run on gas? Does it run on steam? Or is there some sort of event that needs to happen in order to awaken the magic within them? And of course, every magic and technology system has exceptions. You need to say words and incantations, but Dumbledore doesn't have to say words in order to cast spells. Other things to consider are how are the magics and technologies taught? How are they spread? How do people learn how to create them? Are there schools? What different schools of thought are there? And are there different styles for how they're used? And the hierarchies, the people at the top of the food chain as far as this magic or technology is concerned, what do they argue about? Do they argue about the god particle? Do they argue about the fact that necromancy could be a good thing? What do they have left to discover? What do they have more to learn? The final section that we have in the book is all about the natural world. What kind of world do you have? Do you have a world that is almost completely desert? Or are there varying terrains? Having your terrain figured out is one of the first things people think of in world building, but it's also one of the most subtle elements of adding beauty to your world. Consider what other things they're going to run into. Are they going to have any plains or oceans or mountains? Are they going to have to go into the mines of Moria at some point? What microclimates are there? Are there swamps and caves? What waterways are there? And this is why at the very end of this book, we have a spot for you to draw your maps. There is a lot more in this book than we were able to cover in our 10-minute episode. We've recorded for more than 30 minutes. We've had bonus episodes shorter than this episode. <laughs> and we've skipped a lot that we have in our notes for this. So if you want a copy of all of these notes or the extended episode, just give us a quick email a shout out on Facebook or Instagram, whatever. Let us know you want it and we will send you the extended episode. But there is so much to think about when creating the world because your readers want to live in it too. The most important part though about world building is making sure you're doing it for you. Just like we always say, write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. <laughs>